the Wrestling Insomniac Podcast. I'm your host as always. My name is Mike. And this week I got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. I'm going to jump right into things. I really want to start talking about uh, the King of Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling's, I guess their most recent big show happened back on October the 8th on the last episode, which came out the 5th of October. So yes, it's it's been three weeks since my last episode. <laughs> um it was a great card. Uh, nine matches total on the card. I'm not going to go over all of them. I'm just going to talk about kind of some of my favorite moments on the card. Um, oh, uh, straight away, you know, Evil versus Zack Sabre Jr. ended in a no contest when Chris Jericho, who was disguised as one of Evil's druids, if you will, uh, jumped Evil, beat the tar out of him, had the Intercontinental Championship, and boom, set up a match. Uh, coming up here... At the at the Power Struggle 2008 on November the 3rd, where Chris Jericho will defend his IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Evil. Also on the card, Kushida defeated Marty Scurll to win the vacant IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. That match was pretty damn awesome. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Jay White. That was a great match. And in the after the end of the match, uh, Jay White. And Gato and Jado J- uh, Jado officially joined uh, Bullet Club OG, as we're calling it. Uh, speaking of Bullet Club OG, Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga Tangaloa, and uh, Taiji Ishimori defeated Bullet Club Elite, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Hangming Page, and Chase Owens in an eight-man tag team match earlier in the card. And the main event. Kenny Omega, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, successfully defended his title against Kota Ibushi and Cody Rhodes. In about 35 minutes, this match was tremendous. I absolutely love this match. I, it, you know, Kenny Omega continues to prove that he is, in fact, the best bout machine. Kota Ibushi is one of the best in the world. And, you know, honestly, I think Cody Rhodes has been getting better and better and better uh, over the last few years, uh, he—I've <laughs> always enjoyed him in the ring. I've always thought he's been a, a, a great wrestler, but m- most recently, I, I think he's actually uh, gotten a lot better. So, uh, <laughs> coming up, like I said, they have a Power Struggle 2008, and right now we're getting the Road to Power Struggle. Uh, and that is also consists of the, uh, not the IWGP, but the uh, New Japan um, uh, Super Junior. Gosh, I couldn't think of the words. <laughs> That's the 2018 Super Junior Tag League. It's the first year it's been a tag league as opposed to a, a tag tournament. And what's significantly different? Well, uh, you have one block. Uh, we have a grand total of eight teams, and they compete in round-robin format. As of right now, while I'm talking to you, uh, Bushi and uh, Shingo Taki, uh, Takaji, Jesus and Crow, of LIJ have six points, as do Showing Yo of Rapungi 3K have six points. So far, I haven't been blown away by the matches in this tournament. Um, there, there has been some good matches, but nothing, like I said, uh, blowing me out of the water. Anyways, the rest of the Power Struggle card is shaping up nice. Uh, a match I legitimately cannot wait to watch is uh, Tomohiro Ishii against Minoru Suzuki for the uh, Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. 
I just I really can't wait to watch these two guys just kind of beat the tar out of each other. Again, Chris Jericho will be defending his IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Evil. I think Jericho's going to win. He'll go on to wrestle probably Naito at uh, Tokyo Dome, where uh, Tetsuya Naito will take the title back, in my opinion. Speaking of Naito, he's wrestling Zack Sabre Jr. in a singles match. This is kind of uh, after uh, the the finish between uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and and Evil went to a no contest. Uh, Sabre Jr. attacked Evil after the match. Gave him a pretty vicious beatdown until uh, Naito made the save. I think you're going to see Zack Sabre Jr. and Evil hook up at the Tokyo Dome myself. Anyhow, uh, Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. wrestled uh, last spring in the Super J Cup. And Sabre Jr. got a submission victory over Naito. So, kind of exciting. Uh, Taguchi Japan and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and David Finley are taking on the Golden Lovers of Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. I'm actually really surprised that we're not getting an IWGP title match here, but we're not. Uh, also on the card, uh, Chaos of uh, Okada and Beretta, taking on the Bullet Club OG of Jay White and Bad Luck Fale, and also uh, the finals of the Super Junior Tag League. Uh, those teams are still to be determined, will be taking place. Uh, speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling, they're going to be coming uh, to the to Ring of Honor here soon uh, with the uh, Global Warning not Global Warming that was a pay-per-view that WWE did in Australia in like 2002 <laughs> anyways they'll be coming to Ring of Honor the four show Global Wars tour uh, first show on the tour November 7th in Lewiston, Maine my home state uh, and it's New Japan and Ring of Honor's first time ever in the Pine Tree State here in Maine uh, advertised to appear, we got uh, world champ Jay Lethal, six-man tags, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks, uh, world tag team champions Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky of SCU, uh, the world TV champion Jeff Cobb, Women of Honor champion Sumi Sakai, Dalton Castle and the Boys, the Briscoe Brothers, Hangman Page, Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, Flip Gordon, Silas Young, Chris Sabin, Shane Taylor, uh, LIJ of Naito, Evil, Sonata, and Bushi, uh, Kashida and Juice Robinson. Uh, those are the only advertised talents so far. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the, the, the card. Uh, uh, so far, matches announced include the Kingdom Dalton against Dalton Castle and the Boys, uh, Juice Robinson against Christopher Daniels, Silas Young team with Bully Ray against the Young Bucks, and in an eight-man tag, and this is the main event on the card, eight-man tag team match, LIJ taking on... Uh, Christopher Saban, uh, Jonathan Gresham, Jay Lethal, and uh, Kushida. That should be pretty damn awesome. Pretty excited about that. Uh, other shows on the tour include uh, November 8th in Lowell, Mass., November 9th in Buffalo, New York, and November 11th in Toronto. Uh, New Japan's also going to be putting on some shows in California called Lion's Break. That's two shows at this anime convention. Uh, and uh, Kenny Omega's are wrestling on those cards. Kenny Omega also is wrestling on November 9th uh, for Northeast Wrestling in Poughkeepsie in New York. And I'm not going to lie when I say I can't believe Ring of Honor couldn't get Kenny Omega, who's going to be in the States on the 10th and the 11th Wrestling for New Japan, to be on this show, to be on this tour. Uh, and that instead he's wrestling at an independent show in, in Poughkeepsie, New York, the same day that Ring of Honor and New Japan are going to be in Buffalo, New York. And if he's free the two days before... 
have him go to Lewiston and Lowell for crying out loud. Uh, also, he's wrestling uh, Ray Phoenix at that Northeast Wrestling Show in Poughkeepsie at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center, which the Mid-Hudson Civic Center is a place where WWE used to run a lot, and they used to tape some TV there. So it's a venue I would like to go to someday, just for the sake of it. Uh, let's go to Impact Wrestling real quick. Uh, Bound for Glory at the Melrose Ballroom in Astoria, New York. Um <laughs> 14th Bound for Glory happened on October 14th, 2018. I gotta say, ever since uh, Scotty Demore and Don Callis, aka Cyrus, took over running Impact Wrestling, it's it's been getting better and better and better and better. To the and then they ran an angle, allegedly an angle, maybe it wasn't an angle, uh, or Austin Aries and uh, Johnny Mundo or Johnny Impact, whatever you want to call. Johnny H- John Hennigan right now uh, went at each other at the Hall of Fame ceremony, and it seemed real. As a matter of fact, the finish of the main event, after Mundo hit his Starship Pain uh, split leg moonsault, twisting moonsault finish, uh, Austin Aries got right up, no sold the move after getting pinned, flipped off Don Callis and people up there, and just kind of walked out. Crazy, I know. Uh, also on the card, uh, Tessa Blanchard defeated Taya Valkyrie in an excellent match for the Knockouts Championship, to retain it, that is. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Tommy Dreamer defeated Moose and Killer Cross in a no-DQ match. Ohio versus Everything defeated Brian Cage, Phoenix, and Pentagon Jr. in an OV rules match that was tremendous. And in a concrete jungle death match. The Latin American exchange of Santana, Ortiz, and Conan defeated the OGs in Hernandez, Homicide, and, and King. Uh, they took the padding and the canvas off the rings. They were wrestling on the boards. The boards were jumping around. Uh, this was kind of crazy. Uh, Conan, who barely can move, I know he had some surgery recently, whatever. He actually got in there, threw some hands, looked good. Uh, it was kind of cool to see Conan out there uh, doing stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, Impact actually they delivered again on this. Their their weekly shows getting better, you know. Their 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 pay per views are getting better, making you worth want to buy them. I think they only charge like twenty four ninety nine as opposed to what they were charging previously. You know, uh, their next pay per view uh, January sixth in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Asylum. I mean, it's called Impact Wrestling Homecoming, which I mean that is where Impact started. So I mean. You know, this is where TNA first did their weekly TV shows. And so this at the, uh, I mean, this is going to be cool. Uh, They call it the Asylum. It's also the Tennessee State Fairgrounds in Nashville, Tennessee. You know, uh, currently there's no matches booked, but they got time. And it's it's really cool. Uh, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for me as a wrestling fan to have more wrestling to watch. Uh, Speaking of the Nashville Fairgrounds in Tennessee... That brings us right into the NWA 70th anniversary show that happened on October 21st. And, <sighs> yeah, uh, I didn't watch this card yet. I plan on watching the, the Cody Rhodes, Nick, all this match at some point. But from other people I know that watched it and from things I read online, uh, the technical difficulties that hammered this show were tremendous. Uh, as a matter of fact... Uh, uh, Billy Corgan actually went on the internet. Uh, he posted something. I saw it on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Actually, uh, t- you know, uh, addressed the addressed this, and and 
you know, took responsibility for what happened and what didn't happen and everything. And I, I got to give him credit. I mean, he he went out there and said, yeah, we made a mistake. Uh, we have a lot of work we got to do. I apologize for what happened. But, you know, we're going to we're going to fix this. We're going to make it right. And I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, the actual show itself, nine matches, including a, with the pre-show match I'm not going to talk about. But just from reading this and from you know conferring with some of my friends and everything, it really felt like the show, the matches were short. You know, you have these two four-way elimination matches uh, for the NWA National Heavyweight Championship Tournament, uh, and they both went about seven minutes. So three people were eliminated in seven minutes. It's just pretty fast. Uh, you had Tim Storm against Peter Avalon in a Kiss My Foot match. It only went five minutes. Jazz defeated Penelope Ford in a, basically a glorified squash from what I heard in seven and a half minutes. The the NWA National uh, Heavyweight Championship uh, finals was about ten minutes between Willie Mack and Sam Shaw. Willie Mack's the new champ. Uh, the belt is a huge homage to the old United States Championship belt with the big red leather strap and it actually has like the faceplate is of the United States except it says National Heavyweight Champion on it. There was an open challenge match where Christopher Check, Crimson and Jack Dane uh, with Rotor Animal in their corner issued an open challenge and it was answered by the Kingdom of Josephus and they tried to play it off that two girls were going to accept the challenge but then Crazy Steve and Shannon Moore did a run in and four minutes later the match was over after this match this led to an announcement that I'm excited and scared about at the same time and that is in 2019 uh, NWA and the Crockett Foundation are bringing back the Crockett Cup. Now, the Crockett Cup was a huge tag team tournament that took place in 86, 87, 88, I believe, or 85, 86, 87, uh, in honor of Jim Crockett Sr. when he had passed away. In fact, it's called the Jim Crockett Sr. Memorial Cup. In 2017, the Crockett Foundation brought it back. I didn't even know this until you know recently. And the, uh, the Jordy Bulldogs won the tournament then. It was a one-day type thing. Uh, they haven't released any details or information about when and where this is going to take place. I would assume the Carolinas, because if not, then why are you even having it? Uh, I'm concerned it's going to be watered down. Uh, it's only going to feature little-known tag teams, and essentially we're going to get what happened at the anniversary show. You know, no, no offense or disrespect to Jack Stane or Crimson, but neither one of them are huge names. Crimson had a little bit of run in TNA, Jack Stane was the NWA World Champion back when people didn't realize the NWA World Championship was still around. And neither one of them, and I'm not saying they're a good tag team, but they haven't had the exposure on a grand scale that some other tag teams have. Just like their opponents, Crazy Steve and Shannon Moore. Again, these people have had more exposure than them, and they got squashed. Uh, But they're not also not known as a tag team. So I'm afraid we're going to get a lot of tag teams that nobody knows about. And it's not going to want to draw people to watch this if we get a lot of tag teams that nobody knows about. At the same time, if you get tag teams like The Addiction or The Young Bucks uh, or, well, not the Motor City Machine Guns, but if you get some known tag teams to be in this tournament, maybe even the Dudley Boys come back if they can get Devon out of, well, I think he's an agent, so never mind. But anyways, um, you know, even then, if these guys lose to unknown teams... 
it's going to piss a lot of people off. Kind of like, I don't know, uh, the homegrown WWE women from the Performance Center beating the the women in the Mae Young Classic. Uh, didn't happen this year, but like, say, Tony Storm, a woman that, you know, <sighs> that is earned her way on the independence and built a huge following and has a great following, you know, like the idea of the, you know, her, one of them losing to one of these like Lacey Evans just it pissed me off. Uh, conversely, the idea of, you know, the young bucks doing, you know, losing to some unknown tag team, that would piss me off. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to see who they get to do this. I've, I've kind of heard scuttlebutt that the Young Bucks will have no interest if Jim Cornette, who did play-by-play for this show, uh, is going to be involved because they've had some heat, just like Jim Cornette and Colt Cabana has. However, uh, Colt was in the national tournament, and on his podcast this week, he did make a point to talk about how he was there, a certain tennis racket man was there, and he was doing the commentary and how he had to, you know, do the play-by-play for him. And he almost found it gratifying. He found it gratifying. Gratifying? That's not a word. Gratifying. That when he came out, he got a big pop. That, you know, Jim Cornette had to basically, you know, to, to, to Colt Cabana, it was like, see, Jim Cornette, people like me, I have a following, they like what I'm doing in the ring, just because you don't doesn't mean it's wrong. And, you know, the Young Bucks can obviously show him the same thing, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, the main event of the NWA 70th anniversary show featured Nick Aldis against Cody Rhodes, or Cody, and a two out of three falls match for the NWA World Championship. And in 37 minutes, uh, Nick Aldis defeated Cody Rhodes two falls to one uh, to become a two-time champion. Aha, uh-huh. so here's my issue with this. I think the NWA going Nick Aldis as champion is a mistake. Uh, Nick Aldis is a great wrestler. Uh, he has an incredible look, and he and he has no national presence. Yes, he was in TNA or Impact Wrestling for seven years. However, his time on top as champion was during Impact's worst years as a promotion. Uh, his run as one half of the British Invasion is when TNA was doing great, but he was primarily known as a tag wrestler named Magnus. It would not surprise me for casual wrestling fans to not realize that Nick Aldis was Magnus, because it's been so long. Uh, in fact, you know, TNA is now just coming kind of back into prominence under Scott Demore and Don Callis. Uh, Aldis won the championship, the NWA World Championship, on December 9th, 2017 from Tim Storm at a CZW show in New Jersey, the Cage of Death show. Uh, since that time, he's defended the title 31 times before losing it to Cody at All-In on September 1st. He defended the championship in the U.S., U.K., Australia, and China, but only for smaller independent promotions. He only started appearing in, say, Ring of Honor because of the match build with Cody. Otherwise, you know, like I said, he, he wrestled uh, in championship wrestling from Hollywood and a bunch of independents. Um, I knew about it because I made a point to follow it, but the casual wrestling fans had, didn't know anything about it. And when they see Cody beat him at All In, they're like, yeah, you know, the American Dream son, he's the champ. But I don't know. Um, in the six weeks that Cody had the championship, he defended on Ring of Honor television once. 
but he appeared with the championship on national TV, at pay-per-views, representing the NWA as their champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I think Cody has the ability and presence to take the company further than Nick Aldis does as champion. Now, there is rumors. There is rumors, and I would be okay with this if this happened. But there's a, there is rumors that a third match... Uh, will be taking place between uh, Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes, a return match for the NWA World title once again. And this is going to be taking place, allegedly, over November 23rd to the 25th at Russell Cade in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So I don't know what day they're going to do the shows there or what days, you know, what, what days like the, the, that's happening. But, you know, that would be a good place for... A rematch, you know, right there in the Carolinas, you know, there at Russell Cave, you know, I mean, why the hell not, right? Anyways, uh, so I'm I'm hoping that TNA uh, does more. I'm hoping that TNA, I'm not TNA, NWA, uh, you know, d- does more stuff. You know, builds their guys to you know, builds their guys up. I mean, give us a weekly TV show, even if it's online. You know, not matches from NWA wrestling from Hollywood and. Not matches from here or there. Do an NWA show. You know, make it studio wrestling like back in the day, like the Omni or, you know, eh, whatever. Uh, let's talk about some WWE a little bit. You know, we got Women's Evolution coming up this Sunday in just two days. And speaking of Women's Evolution, I'm actually going to not talk about WWE. I'm going to talk about Rise 10 Insanity that happened in Berwyn, Illinois just last Friday. And in the main event, Mercedes Martinez defeated Tessa Blanchard to win the Rise of the Phoenix Championship. Five falls to four in a 75-minute Iron Woman match. 75 minutes, which is officially the longest singles women's wrestling match. I think ever, probably. Anyways, uh, if any two women could do this, it's definitely those two. This is a match I am going to try and figure out how I'm going to watch. But yeah. Anywho, going back to Women's Evolution now. Uh, We got that pay-per-view coming up, like I said, this Saturday. Uh, As we know now from watching the Mae Young Classic this past Wednesday night, we have the finals of the Mae Young Classic tournament with Io Shari against Tony Storm. Where the winner will become the 2018 May Young Classic winner. Uh, Ronda Rousey will be defending her Raw Women's Championship against Nikki Bella. That's. No one gives a fuck. Uh, Becky Lynch will be defending her SmackDown Women's title against Charlotte Flair in a last woman standing match. That should be stupendous. Uh, Kari Sane will be defending her NXT Women's Championship against Shauna Baszler. Uh, Trish Stratus and Lita would be taking on Alexa Bliss and Mickey James in a tag team match. And there's going to be a women's battle royal. And also Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Ataya taking on the Riot Squad in a six-woman tag team match. Let's talk about this battle royal. I mean, besides the standard Raw and SmackDown people that are going to be in it, like Tamina, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Dana Brooks, Brooke, there's one of her, uh, Asuka, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, and Naomi. We also have uh, Morena Canellis uh, and Zelina Vega. And then we have some what they're calling free agents or legends or whoever you want to call them. Molly Holly, Tori Wilson, Kelly Kelly, Michelle McCool, and two women that did not compete in the Royal Rumble this year, Ivory and Alundra 
friggin' Blaze or Medusa Michelli or whatever you want to call her. I'm pretty excited about that. I mean, if Medusa won, that would be super duper awesome. Whoever wins actually gets a future women's championship match. So that could be fun. It doesn't say against two, just says future women's championship match. And I'm sure we'll see some other women, some NXT girls, or maybe some of the Mae Young Classic girls uh, in this uh, battle royal that haven't been announced yet. Um, my predictions, uh, Ronda Rousey is going to beat Nikki Bella. I think Becky Lynch should beat Charlotte in this. I really do. Uh, Kari Sane's going to retain against Shauna Baszler. I think Tony Storm's taking the May on Classic this year. And I know she's not assigned to NXT like Io Shiri is, but she is signed to the NXT Women's, uh, the NXT UK division. Uh, Trish and Lita definitely going to win their tag team match. Probably the Riot Squad's going to get the win. And I don't have a pick for the Battle Royal. But there's one more match that is slated on here that I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I've seen it on the card. I've seen it taken off the card. And that is Rhea Ripley defending the NXT Women's UK Women's Championship against an unknown person. And here's my issue with this. She hasn't won it on TV yet. They haven't even started the tournament on TV yet. Um, I think her as champion is a mistake. Just want to throw that out there. I mean... You know, she won it uh, on back on August the 26th, beating Tony Storm. But Tony Storm was injured. There was a bit of controversy behind that because she she was injured. Um, when that's going to happen, who knows? I mean, when they're going to air this, who knows? They could change their mind. This this happened aired literally two months ago today, and they still haven't even you know showed any of it on TV. So. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, I just see this is what I talked about with homegrown talent defeating women that have made something like have have gone out on the independence or whatever and, and made a name for themselves. Like, you know, Rhea Ripley defeated Zaya Brookside in the opening round. She defeated Dakota Kai in the second round. She defeated Tony Storm in the third round. She doesn't deserve it. Plain and simple, in my opinion, she doesn't deserve it. But what do I know? I'm just a wrestling fan after all. So unfortunately, and I say this, and I mean it, uh, Roman Reigns has leukemia, and he just announced it on Raw this past week. Uh, he relinquished the Universal Championship, and I, I don't like Roman Reigns as a wrestler. I'm not a fan of his. I, I, I just can't stand him. I enjoyed him in The Shield back in the day. I enjoyed when he was a heel in NXT back in the day, but as a the big dog, and uh, I just I don't like him. But I, I don't wish anyone to have cancer, so that's terrible. So I do hope he can beat it again. This is, you know, it's a, it's, he's already beat it once apparently, eleven years ago, and and I hope he can beat it again. And you know, no doubt when he does come back, I think he'll finally be the biggest babyface in the company they want. So of course, because of that, you have these kind of pieces of shit on the internet that are trying to doubt that he has leukemia, that that it's returned, that this is anything more than an elaborate WWE storyline to get Roman Reigns over. I mean. In this day and age, if this is the 80s or 90s, maybe they do something like that. But today, I, I don't see it happening. I would be shocked if it did. Uh, speaking of controversy, whew, the crown jewel, talk about controversy. I mean, ever since what happened over there uh, with the Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, with the Saudi Arabian government, 
and the reporter and and on and on and on. I mean, there's just been some talk of this show not happening, of this show getting canceled, and I don't know. One either way, it's happening. Some talent have said they refuse to be in it. They're going to be there. Uh, Because of Roman Reigns relinquishing the title now in the main event, we got Brock Lesnar against Braun Strowman in a singles match for Universal Championship. I I actually see Braun walking away with the title, but who knows? Uh, AJ Styles against Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Uh, Yes, please. Uh, Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, Degeneration X, Triple H and Shawn Michaels against the Brothers of Destruction, The Undertaker and Kane in a tag team match. And The Bar against The New Day uh, in a tag team match for the SmackDown tag team titles. And also on this show is the eight-man WWE World Cup. Yep, that's right. An eight-man World Cup with all Americans. Mm -hmm. And only one guy's an ethnic American in Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah, so that's... That's some good stuff right there. Uh, we got uh, John Cena, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, and Rey Mysterio, like I said, in this tournament. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, I'm actually looking forward to the show uh, just because Shawn Michaels is wrestling. And we got AJ Styles against Daniel Bryan, so... Anyhow, uh, I guess that's everything I want to talk about this week, I think. Let me just look through my notes real quick. Looking through my notes real quick. Boom, boom. Looking through my notes real quick. Yeah, I'm singing a weird song. Possibly because I've been up for like 17 hours now. Uh, Just got off my night shift, and here I am, so... All right, uh, coming up here, I'm going to do an interesting episode of the podcast where I want to talk to my wrestling friends and fans who love wrestling, and I just want them to tell me why they love wrestling. Uh, if you're interested in uh, either sending me something in writing that I'm going to put on my the Wrestling Insomniac blog, please do. Uh, if you're interested in just uh, sending me a recording or Skyping with me, where we can I can record that as we talk about it, uh, and telling me why you... Love wrestling. I would I would love to hear it, and I would I would love it if you would message me, uh, tweet me at Superstar ML, and let me know. Uh, going over to the old uh, Wrestling Insomniac blog right now, I got a few new posts I'd like to uh, have you guys check out if you haven't had a chance to see them. Um, I got a post about uh, the Undertaker and Triple H, uh, the history of their singles matches. In the promotion, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised to know that Undertaker has a very dominating lead uh, in singles match victories over Triple H. I have a well, I have a live report of me going to the Central Maine uh, Roller Derby because who doesn't love Derby? Uh, I uh, looking back on October the twenty third, I posted the thirty fifth anniversary of the last Battle of Atlanta. Um, I look at that. That shows on the WWE Network in the Hidden Gem section. And then today, August, check October the twenty sixth. I posted a new post about Pete Dunne, the longest reigning WWE champion in 30 years. That's right. Today marks the 524th consecutive day as WWE United Kingdom champion for Pete Dunne. And the he beat um, the, the next closest longest reign, I guess, if you will. You got to go all the way back to 1988 when Hulk Hogan was defeated by uh, Andre the Giant. 
so nobody in 30 years has held a singles championship in the WWE longer than Pete Dunne has now been the WWE United Kingdom champion. And I wrote a little post about it, and then I show you the top 15 longest WWE title reigns. And Pete Dunne, by the way, falls number 6th in all time. That's right. He is the 6th all-time longest singles reign in the history, the history of the WWE. That, nothing you can just ignore, in my opinion. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, check me out on Twitter. Like I said, I'm at Superstar Mel. Please check out my blog, The Wrestling Insomniac. And uh, that's it. Thanks.